everyone and welcome to the podcast. ADA is hosting a podcast series on the freestyle living with diabetes learning from case studies. My name is Mel and I'll be your host today. We'll also be recording a webinar series um, with the other award winner as well, which will be out sometime next week. I'd like to introduce Catherine Snars, who's a runner up for the freestyle living with diabetes learning from case studies competition. Many credentialed diabetes educators around Australia submitted their cases. All the submissions were reviewed by a panel of peers. The top 10 authors received full paid registration to the 2022 Australian's Diabetes Congress and had their cases were featured in a publication booklet. The top four authors were invited to present their cases at the 2022 Australasian Diabetes Congress in Brisbane and received a monetary prize. The winner was selected by the People's Choice Award. Freestyle Living with Diabetes Learning from Case Studies program is supported by Abbott. I'd like to introduce today's guest, Catherine Snars. Catherine is a credentialed, credentialed diabetes educator who works in Roma in southwest Queensland. She said she wouldn't be a diabetes educator because she couldn't tell people how to do things she didn't do herself. She has had type 1 diabetes since she was eight years old. However, once she started nursing, she got very frustrated with the lack of knowledge of diabetes in her colleagues and decided she needed to do something to help support people with living with diabetes. And here she is more than seven years later. Hello, Catherine. How are you today? Um, well, thanks, Mel. I'm rather busy looking forward to Christmas and uh, taking long service leave as of the end of today. Oh, sounds great. Perfect timing then. Um, thank you yep. for being here with us. Catherine, what was your inspiration for writing and submitting your case study? I guess my inspiration for this one was really the client himself. He was just so determined to make changes and valued the data from the Libre so much. And just what he did, I just really felt his story needed to be heard. It looked like we were finally getting funding for people with type 1 diabetes to be able to access continuous glucose monitoring and Libre's, no matter what their financial situation, etc. And I felt like stories like this could only help in our push to get funding for people with type 2 diabetes. And I think it was just such a, a feel-good story. I just felt that people needed to hear it. Thanks. What's your current role? And is scientific writing something that you often do? My current role is actually acting nurse unit manager for primary and community care in Roma. Although my usual role is the CNC uh, credentialed diabetes educator. I don't do much scientific writing nowadays, but before I became a nurse, I was actually an agricultural scientist working in soil science. And I do have a PhD in soil science and have several published papers and conference papers. Scientific writing skills aren't something that you easily lose. And despite the fact that I don't use them often, they come back very quickly when you start doing it. Did you use any resources to guide or help you prepare for your lifestyle living with diabetes case study? Not a lot of resources, but prior to writing it, I did look up some articles just to see if I could find anything relevant to what I was doing. But mostly I just used the resources available on the ADEA website about how to write the Abbott case study and um, the presentations that they had on there, which are very useful. That's good to hear. Um, did you have any barriers or obstacles to overcome to complete your entry? And if you did, how did you overcome those and stay motivated? My biggest barrier was actually finding time to do it. Um, I was had a fairly heavy patient load at the time, but I think because I was determined to get it done, I ended up doing a lot of it at home of a night time. I'd just take the computer home with me. 
the other biggest issue that I found with it was making it fit the word limit. A thousand words isn't that much when you've got a good story to tell. I think the biggest thing with that was just keeping on revising it um, and worked out a plan of what were the essential things that I needed to get in there and then just keep taking out other bits until I got it back down to the word limit. Staying motivated for me, it was really just that I wanted to get this story out there. And if I wanted to get it out there, I had to do the work. And to me, it was just keep pushing on until I got it there. Um, I wasn't entirely happy with it when I sent it in, but it was closing date. So it had to go no matter what I thought of it. And surprisingly, everyone thought it was okay. So that's it. Sounds good. Can you please share with us um, your clinical case study? So my case study was a gentleman that we actually had admitted with high triglycerides, high enough that he was put, well, if he was living in a less rural area, he would have been put in ICU. Um, but we got him in hospital here on <clears throat> fast, uh, fasting diet, insulin infusion, etc. His blood glucose levels were rather uncontrolled at the time as well. He had been known to our service previously, but usually only came in once a year when he had to get his driver's license renewed because he drove heavy vehicles and machinery. Turned out that he actually hadn't been taking any of his medications for probably about a month at least, some of them longer than that, because due to conflict with the local GP, he'd refused to go and get new scripts. And as in most rural areas, you've got the choice of one GP or nothing. So once we had him in hospital, we started doing a lot of work and I think he realised when we put him on an insulin infusion and he wasn't allowed to eat for a couple of days, how serious it actually was. As he said, it gave him a bit of kick in the pants. And during that time, we actually started him on Libre to try and see what was happening with his blood glucose levels. He was absolutely fascinated by this process, became very interested in learning more and started really being able to see what was affecting his blood glucose levels. And also using the Libre, we were able to much more effectively adjust his medications. And once we got the triglycerides down, it was then a case of adding back in medications that were safe at that point. One of the most important things, though, was that as part of the high triglycerides, he had to give up smoking and drinking. And the cost of the Libre was pretty close to what he was spending a fortnight on cigarettes. So he actually used the purpose of purchasing Libre sensors as a way to stop him from being able to purchase his smokes. And so we actually used the Libre as a lifestyle change tool as much as it was a diabetes management tool, even though he then had a heart attack earlier this year. But throughout it all, <clears throat> being able to use the Libre sensor just gave us so much more information and he was able to manage his diabetes so much better. He had a much better understanding of what different foods did. Once he'd had the heart attack, his, well, basically heart failure was bad enough that he's been able to do very little exercise and he's been able to see the effect of that on his blood glucose levels as well. And as he is starting to build back up his capacity to do some exercise, we're seeing that. The other important bit about using the Libre is he lives an hour and a half from our base and then we're working with a specialist in Brisbane for him for his diabetes, which is another seven hours or so from where we are. All of us are able to get on and have a look at his Libre at the one point in time and we're all seeing the same thing. 
So I'm not having a discussion with him about something that he's not actually seeing in front of him at the same time. And it's just improved his understanding of his diabetes so much. Um, I think it's just important that people understand what's happening and the Libre is, is very good at that. Well, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that case with us. What are some of the lessons learned from this case? I think for me, the big one was that we can use it as a lifestyle change tool, not just diabetes management. And yeah. I've actually used that suggestion with some of my other clients that are going, oh, no, I can't afford that. Going, well, you need to give up smoking. We've discussed that one. How about thinking about this? Or you need to give up drinking or slow down the amount you're drinking. How about you purchase the Libre, even if it's only every couple of months, and use that as a way of saying, no, I've got to save up for this, so I need to cut down on the number of cigarettes I smoke or the number of alcoholic drinks that I have. It's such a good education tool. They can really see the effect of what they've eaten on their blood glucose levels or the exercise that they've done on their blood glucose levels, and you can see it in real time. And I think it just means that people have a much better understanding that then also I feel more willing to try adjusting their doses or making changes to their diet as required because they can see what's happening and go, actually, yes, I do need to do this rather than us going, well, you could try this and it might happen. This way they can see it and go, oh yeah, it works. I'll keep doing that. So it's using it in ways that people don't always think about it. It's not just looking at the blood glucose levels, but lifestyle as a whole and how to change it. And also just the the way that we can use it when we're doing telehealth. And that's the thing. I mean, COVID's brought that to the fore for a lot of people. It was something we always were doing a lot of out here, yes. being that we don't have easy access to specialists for face-to-face -face appointments or anything like that. And it's just, it's so much easier with, well, any of your continuous glucose monitoring, but the Libre, they can, the patient can have it on their phone and be talking to you and looking at it at the same time. And we're looking at those same results. And then I'm sending an email through to the specialist in Brisbane going, this is happening. They can get in and have a look at it and make changes based on that real-time data. And I think that's just such a big change in diabetes management over the last few years, particularly, that's just improved the way that we manage diabetes a huge amount. Yeah, that real-time data is so important. Are there any other cases that you've seen the Freestyle Libra to improve the quality of life uh, for people living with diabetes? I'm sure there is. I think there's lots of cases. Um, another one that I had considered writing up as a case study was a elderly gentleman that we have who has CKD. Um, he's basically in a wheelchair, very limited mobility. And I used Libre's put on them on a few occasions to convince the doctors to actually take him off insulin. And even once we had him, well, initially it was taking him off his rapid acting insulin. And then I continued doing it until we got him off his long acting insulin because he continued having lows. And then even after that, I put sensors back on him because we thought he was having lows with the sulfonylureas, the tablets that he was still on. And we showed that using the Libre that he was particularly overnight, he was dropping down. And we actually got him basically off almost all of his diabetes medications by using Libre to show that he was, he didn't actually need the medications. And I think that was, again, an important thing, even when he's 
when they're not on insulin, it can still be a useful tool. I think the other case is it's really helping educate people on lifestyle changes and how it affects their diabetes. And it's such a simple thing for people to use that anyone can do it. We have a lot of farmers out here. There are people that have bashed it off, climbing through fences, all of that sort of thing. But in a lot of ways, they're going, oh no, it's something I can put on. They don't need to come into the hospital every time for it. And they can actually look at their data and learn from it without having to come in. It's an easy way to do it. I think it's just such a useful education tool. And especially when you're trying to get people to self-titrate insulin doses, when they can see what's happening and you educate them on looking at their, their glucose profiles, their ambulatory glucose profiles, and how we make changes, how we make decisions about making changes to their insulin doses or their medication doses and that sort of thing. If they have a better understanding, they're more likely to do it appropriately themselves. And I think that is an important part of diabetes education is having those clients understand why we suggest what we suggest and also getting them to feel comfortable with having their own input. So they might ring you. I have clients ring up now and go, well, I think I need to increase my insulin. There's this, this and this happening. Can you have a look at my Libre data? So you go in, have a look and you go, yep, you've got the right idea. How much do you think you need to increase it? And getting them to take ownership of their management, I think helps to manage the diabetes, but also in a lot of ways helps to decrease that risk of burnout um, because they're having to say, they're not just being told what to do. I think that's where I think using Libre2 helps improve quality of life and keep going. That sounds great. Who do you believe is the ideal candidate to wear the freestyle Libre 2? I think definitely anyone on insulin. I think the Libre 2 is a very good tool for people that have those lower literacy levels because it is so easy to use. I also think it's very useful for, for people that aren't on insulin who are trying to understand their BGLs. And it's also very useful um, when the BGLs are not being taken regularly or where they're only taking random ones at times and we find the HbA1c doesn't match with the blood glucose levels that they're taking. We sometimes find we have patients that or clients that take it first thing in the morning and they might be fairly good like in the fives and sixes but their HbA1c is in the eight percents um, and doing a Libre can help to set, help them to see actually your levels are going up during the day as soon as you eat and they're staying up. Therefore, we need to look at changing your medications. And I think that's another area where we could use the Freestyle Libre too on more so from the perspective of just doing it occasionally or random times to get that extra information. What advice would you give to someone who's considering submitting a case study for the competition in 2023? I would say go for it. I think the important things are finding a case that you're interested in or passionate about, get feedback, just write it. There's no harm in putting it in. It's not going to hurt anything and you never know where it's going to take you. Great advice. May I ask what you did or intend to do with the prize money? I'm actually planning to do some more study next year and may end up using it for that or 
otherwise it'll be used to help me to get to Adelaide in August for the next Australasian Diabetes Congress. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that one in Adelaide. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you um, being here with us. Before we conclude the conversation, do you have any take home messages for our listeners? I think it's just important to be passionate about what you do. And if you are passionate about what you do, it'll come through in your interactions with clients and everything else you do. People are more, will more willing to listen to you, but it will also make you enjoy your job more and be able to do go ahead and do stuff like this, take the opportunities that are offered. Even if you don't end up in that top 10 this year, you try it again next year and keep going. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you once again. It's been great to talk to you today and I'm sure that this podcast has inspired our listeners. Thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to this podcast. To obtain your CDE credit for this podcast, please log into ADA's learning management system at learning.com.au. We've got to wish and thank you Abbott for sponsoring this program. Until next time, goodbye.